Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Jeskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Everybody and welcome to Billy Joel A to Z today, starting the H's, the letter H. And we begin today with our journey through the H's with Half a Mile Away. Half a Mile Away is the seventh song off of Billy Joel's sixth and Grammy-winning album of the year, 52nd Street. It was released only as a B-side, depending on what country you live in, on the 45. A Big Shot, which was uh, came out on January of 1979. Elon, in the rankings, and let me just tell you, I'll just start off. Our three rankings, Christopher Bonanos, Glenn Gamboa, and the fans, they're all fakakta and out of whack today. So we'll start off with Christopher Bonanos. Where do you think he puts half a mile away out of 121 songs? I feel like this song is about halfway through the list, so I'm going to say he puts it a little bit below half at 69. Very interesting. He puts it at 48. A little high. That's two under under Big Shot, so I guess he either likes this song or didn't like Big Shot. As we all <laughs> he does not like the no, 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 no. That's right. That's right. He didn't like that. Uh, but you got Glenn Gamboa is exactly right. He has it at exactly 69. Nice. Half a mile away, pretty much halfway on the list. And the fans, strangely, rank it at 102. Oh, that is interesting. Because things I've read said, like, oh, fans really, it's a fan favorite that Billy doesn't play a lot live. And I was like, is it a fan favorite? But I guess it's not a fan favorite. Well, those fans are idiots then, because I don't know... Elon, I don't know if I've ever even heard this song before. I mean, obviously, I must have. How did you get this job? How are you hosting this podcast? I don't know. I don't know. You know what the thing is? I mean, it's like I'm trying to, like, wait till I hear songs. Like, I won't play Billy Joe because I'm waiting for the things. And here, and I don't know whether I've ever heard this song. And, Elon, this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my life. It's already made the new Spotify playlist of the hidden gems. This song right from the beginning is way awesome. I love <laughs> Half a Mile Away. It's fantastic. And how the fans rank this at 102, they are insane. This is such an amazing song with everything, the lyrics, the music, the beat, it's all there. This song rules. Did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was all right. I put it where, where I ranked it for, uh, where, I put it where Glenn Gamboa puts it. I also think it's sort of a middle-of-the-road Billy Joel song. Very good. Not as good to me as other disco-type songs, like the one we recently did, Get It Right the First Time. You think you like this better than Get It Right the First Time? Yes. Wow. And I've been listening to Get It Right the First Time uh, in my car for the past two weeks. But this is my new favorite. It is overtaking. Get it right the first time again. It's on the Hidden Gem Spotify playlist for me. I love it. I think it's amazing. 
And I think, I don't consider this a disco song in any way. I don't know why they keep calling it that. I don't see it's it. It's the chorus. But the That's disco. I, that's not disco. That's not disco. I don't know who. I have a feeling people who are writing that this is disco don't know what disco actually is. Even Billy Joel says it's disco. Billy Joel's an idiot. Oh, right, <laughs> what does um, he know about this song? <laughs> this is not a. That's not a disco. Ooh, 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 is not a disco thing. That's not a disco thing. It's more, more of a his favorite R and B doo wop shit. I would say more like this could be more innocent man thing than anything else. It's not disco to me. I like the song, and I will tell you this. And clearly, we are at this juncture that this is one of those songs of why I like Billy Joel, of why we like Billy Joel, at least for me, this song, I loved it. And I say, but this is also one of those songs of why people dislike Billy Joel and don't give him any respect. I have a feeling there's a lot of people who would listen to this song and they'd be like, this is just stupid. This doesn't say anything. It's dumb. And I think that Billy Joel haters say this is why we don't like it. But for me, I am in the exact opposite venue I absolutely love this song. Yeah, well, I love it lyrically. I think this is the kind of song that I want to hear from Billy Joel. I love songs about just hanging out with your boys and sneaking out and being cool. This is what the song is. It's, it's a really fun lyrical song. I don't really love the disco-iness. It's, stop saying it. There's <laughs> not, this is not a disco. So I don't know where these people are coming from. Have you ever heard actual disco? I mean, this ain't it. I don't consider this like Donna Summer or anybody. I mean, this is not disco. The chorus remind the ooh ooh oohs remind me of um, Never Can Say Goodbye. With the no, 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 no. Whatever the case may be, I love it lyrically, too. I love when it starts out, Little Geo is a friend of mine. <laughs> when he puts names into the song, that's where he's best. That's why we love him. Come out, Virginia. Little Geo. Angelina, save a place for me. Uh, I mean, that's, this is what he's... What, 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 the scenes are... Uh, Brendan Eddy. I mean, when he puts names into songs, it's fantastic. Yeah, and I love it. Little Gio and Angelina. Clearly, Billy was hanging out with some Italians. <laughs> yeah. It's not Little Gio Schwartz. <laughs> no, I love it. Little Gio is a friend of mine. We get some money and we buy a cheap wine. <laughs> I mean, that's so awesome. <laughs> Let alone this song, I guess, also speaks to me half a mile away. It's definitely what my existence was at well, was it was as well. In the sense, I guess he's saying, what, what is he saying, actually? He's saying, what, what's half a mile away, from where he works? From, I think it's either from where you work or from where you live. Like, at home, he has to stay home. His mom wants him to stay in. But, like, the real world, where he lives with his friends and whatever, is just down the street. And that's where he's himself. Well, that's my entire existence, right? So, for years, I worked at a, at a law firm, right? For 30 years, I worked at two different law firms right in Midtown. And then half a mile away, I would have these nights where I would hang out with all these questionable people... And weirdos. And then, of course, I go back to my nine to five normal place. So half a mile away, I had this whole other lifestyle. 
And if not just as simple as that, I can remember when I would, you know, I love Monday nights during football season. I would always go out and have wings. It was my favorite thing to do. So I worked on Fifth Avenue and 45th Street at the law firm. And then when I'd leave there at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night, I would walk over to 10th and 43rd. That's where we would have these delicious wings and watch football. And when I would walk there, you know, half a mile away, I'm in Times Square. And I'm like, wow, half a mile away. And I am in this unbelievable, what a difference that it was from my job I just came from with, you know, corporate mergers and all this stuff to Times Square. And I was always fascinated by the fact that it happened so quickly, just a half a mile away. Yeah, I, I think that's a perfect point. And that's this is a song about anyone who has like a nightlife. And so a lot of comedians can relate to this. Like, you know, you work the day job and the people there do not know that at night you're a whole different person. You're on stage, you're entertaining people, you're hanging out with very cool, interesting folks. You're out till three in the morning and then at 9 a.m. you're back in the office with all of them and they have their boring lives and they don't know that like at night you're a different person. Yeah, you know, I, as you know, I live a strange dual existence, which is why this song, I guess, resonates with me. There was one time um, when Charlie Sheen was going through all that crazy stuff when he was going insane. Yeah, tiger blood. Right. And I was at my job and I and then going to California for the weekend, going to Charlie Sheen's house and hanging out with him, uh, you know, for uh, for the opening of his uh, of Ashton Kutcher taking his place on Two and a Half Men. And the roast that night of Charlie Sheen. We were, I was hanging out with him on his sofa, right? Then I come back to work, and they're like, what'd you do this weekend? I'm like, well, I was actually in the nexus of the universe, <laughs> which was hanging out with Charlie Sheen during all this you know, nonsense. I mean, what a, what a strange duality. But again, like this song, you know, that was my life. And when I go back to work, I would tell people, what'd you do last night? You know, and it was always something freaky or crazy because yeah we see a lot of weirdos in comedy but it's not just comedy it's it's the late night hang living in new york city which is what he's exactly talking about yeah right i'm surprised you tell people at your office about that kind of stuff are you kidding they 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 love it you know i was so popular at my office because you know i lived this very strange double life it's like fight club you know you show up with like a black eye and you're just like look it's just something i do yeah, well, I remember once I told my friends, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry if I smell. I think I fell into garbage last night. <laughs> and like, well, didn't you take it? Because, you know, I was on uh, at the Village Underground and, you know, they're always putting the garbage out. We're always hanging out on Third Street and I, I think I fell into the garbage. And I'm like, well, didn't you shower? And I'm like, I came here to work from there. You're like, what do you want? <laughs> you want me to come to work on time? That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, just do, I would do that many times, come to, straight to work from hanging out especially when david tell had his insomniac show we would be out you know we'd go to all these late night places because that was his job would you go like a, while they were taping a, or like research for the show every which way and then i'd go to work at nine and i'd leave and go well i gotta go to work <laughs> it was thank god we were could not have had that show now <laughs> at this age i don't think it would have been great if they did a segment where it was like no it's uh 7 30 a.m in new york we're at uh, dave Juskow's law firm <laughs> the real night owls are here after the sun comes out. Oh, yes, I'll never forget. We were at some club, like it was it was some after hours club. It was so wasted. I don't, I, but it was four blocks away from where I work. And so then at the, you know, it was like eight thirty. I'm like, you know what? I think I'll just go to the office. <laughs> like eight thirty in the morning. You know? <laughs> Might as well just go to the office, I guess. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. Anyway, 
This song rules. That's the bottom line. This song rules, and Billy Joel's the greatest. The end. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> you know, this song is in B-flat major, which is odd because most songs in B-flat major are a little somber, like Alfie and Someday My Prince Will Come, <laughs> you know? So it's odd that an uplifting, fun song like this would be in B-flat major. I guess it's when you have a nice horn section, anything is uplifting. Well, this was his jazz album, so of course you got to put a horn section in it. But also uh, the uh, Flashdance song, was a, that's, that's a very uplifting, fun song. That was in B-flat major, mm. so I guess it... But mostly B-flat major, for some reason, is... Uh, a little bit uh, more mellow. It's very odd. Well, I think this song would have been more mellow if he had gone with his original title, which was Your Love is Like a Razor Blade. I know. Isn't that crazy? What would that have been like? That sounds like such a cool song. Well, that would have been more for Glass Houses. <laughs> like after he breaks the window. <laughs> Watch out. Well, I'm Watch saying, out. That's sharp. Just like Your Love. No, more of his rock album. That would have to be on his rock album. Your Love is Like a Razor Blade would make more sense. But that's not Billy Joel, is it? You think Love is Like a Razor Blade is like a suicidal kind of thing? No. I don't, I don't, I don't, th- I didn't think that at all until you just mentioned it. So, no, and that's too, that's too much for Billy Joel. So it makes sense that he would change that. So maybe it just means like your love is dangerous. Yeah, I think that's what it or means. Or I use but, your love to cut up lines of Coke. <laughs> well, that's also definitely what it could have meant because that's the first <laughs> thing I thought of. But, you know, this song is interesting. If you bought it on the album, it is completely lost in the shuffle of side two, which is, you know, no hits. You know, side one has everything and then side two of 52nd street is you know it's the the fun stuff that we like and we're going to talk about but yeah it's just kind of lost in the shuffle maybe that's why i just never heard it yeah you get through the first five songs and you're like i'm good i must have heard it but maybe i haven't heard it in 20 or 30 years oh man i love it i can't believe uh, you're tepid about it. i can't believe the fans don't like it i, I don't understand what happened i I don't. However, uh, when I saw him playing it live, though maybe the one time, and well, why don't you tell us uh, what's his story with this uh, song and playing it live? Yeah, so the, the video that you can find on YouTube of him playing it at, at Madison Square Garden in 2018 is apparently the first time he played it live. There's no record of him playing it back in 78 or anything. And since then, he played it five more times on that tour. So he's played it six times total. Okay, so that video on MSG is hilarious because as soon as he starts to play it, did you see people get up and go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Their heads blocking the camera. It's totally a bathroom song for those idiots. I guess so, yeah. I don't understand why it's on the fence with people. I, I, think, it's, I think it encompasses everything of what I like about Billy Joel. But, of course, I can see the opposite end of you know the people that I've talked to that I say I'm doing a Billy Joel podcast and they get angry. I understand that I think this would be the song where they're just like, see? Yeah, they're thinking, oh, he's cheesy. He's doing, you know, what's he doing? Like his weird 50s, 60s music or... Well, I like the cheese. Yeah. And that's a good... That live performance is really good, actually, considering it's the first time they played it. The horns sounded great. Billy did have a lot of help on the choruses with his backing singers. You could hear their voices a lot more than his. And uh, afterwards, he says that it wasn't that bad. And I guess he felt that way because they did play it a few more times. You could sense that, like, after The Stranger, he crafted 52nd Street in a similar way. And this song, in terms of, like, opening up with the same kind of songs and then maybe closing on the same sort of feeling. And this song being near the end or the middle of the second side, it fits into the same place as Get It Right the first time on The Stranger. Ooh. That was also, like, middle of the second side. It was, like, the, the exciting, uplifting song. Excellent point. So I think he felt like I need another one of those kind of songs here for side two. Works for me. And it comes right after on the... Hidden Gems Spotify Dave Juskow playlist 
right after get it right the first time. So I'm all in, folks. Half a mile away rules. I've given everybody so much time. Now I need a moment that's mine. Oh, my other world is just a half a mile away. (laughs) Did you listen to the demo version? Yeah, it was all right. Same thing. I liked it a little bit better, actually. I thought it was actually a faster pace, although the chorus was slower. I thought the the um, verses were a little bit faster. Nope, which I the like. album version stays. That's the one. And Richie Kanata on sax in that demo, I think, is even better than it's all right. I don't really care for version. the sax solos. I like this. I like this. I like the way it is. And I don't want to change it. Don't go changing it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> It's time for the trivia portion of the show. Do you have a stumper? Oh, I got one for you. Oh, I got one for you. I got you now, you son of a... Uh, (laughs) All right, you ready? It's a really good one. All right. Turnstiles. The album cover. You know where that takes place, right? St. Mark's Subway Station. Yes. And what album cover is a half a mile away from that one? What? I went there. 50 seconds? No! <laughs> Wait, what album cover is half a mile away from St. Mark's Place? That's right. What other album it, cover? By Billy Joel? Yeah. No, by Kansas. Yes, by okay, Billy um, Joel, you idiot. An Innocent Man. Damn it, he got it right. Right, yes, those steps that's are... That's right, um, that's on Mercer Street. Exactly yeah. one half a mile away from where the Turnstile album was taken. I like to picture you walking around New York City yesterday with like a really long length of string <laughs> to measure exactly a half a mile and be like, oh my God, it's exactly. Well, it. how about this one? From the 52nd Street, what is actually two half miles away? <laughs> which album cover is two half miles away from the 52nd Street album, <laughs> which would be a mile? <laughs> I'm trying to think what other album covers he did that were in Well, New it's York actually City. the back of the album. Oh, The Stranger. That's right. The Supreme... The Superior Macaroni Company. (laughs) Is one mile away from the 52nd Street album cover. Thank you. This is great. You got to have a website of like... Super fun. Distances from 52nd Street. (laughs) Well, half a mile away was a a no-brainer. Do you have one for me? A trivia question, perhaps? Oh, yeah. And you're going to hate this one. Oh, God. Which doo-wop group from the 1940s... (laughs) Okay, fine, I'll change it. <laughs> How'd you guess my question? That's crazy. Okay, so on this song, Half a Mile Away, the electric guitar is played by Eric Gale, who was the guitarist for Roberta Flack on her hit version of Killing Me Softly with his song. My question is... About a boy. Who? Oh, I thought you were going to say, which movie do they... S- okay, got it. It wasn't yeah. that. Well, that would not, not a romantic question. comedy question. Got it. <laughs> no. Who was the song Killing Me Softly with his song written about? Oh, that's an okay question. I I don't know. Because uh, oh, mm. Roberta Flack didn't write it. So who was it written about? Not uh, Dave Coulier from Full House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close, close. There's multiple songs written about Dave Coulier <laughs> from Full House. Yeah, he is Alanis Morissette's muse. Uh, Burt Bacharach? No, it's a singer-songwriter popular around 1971-72. Rod Stewart. 
I'll give you one more guess. Paul Simon. Oh, wait, I'll, I'll give you a hint. His most famous song also shares the title of a really good teen comedy from the late 90s. I know. I know the answer. Don McLean. That's right. Yes. You gave me the good hint. <laughs> I was like, I got to put it in terms of a teen movie. I was just <laughs> trying to remember his name because I knew American Pie. Well done. That's, that's not a bad one at all. I'm sorry. I, I just don't like those. Who sang backup in the 1951 version of <laughs> Del Paxton? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also interesting about this guy, Eric Gale, who played guitars. He also played guitar on My Way by Frank Sinatra. Was he related to Dorothy Gale? I'm just going to say yes. The fictional character from Wizard of yes, Oz. Yes, <laughs> I was hoping you would know. My goodness. I was nervous for a second. Well, I got to tell you, Elon, I am very excited about this parody because I am into this song. So what do you got for us today? I hope I do it justice. My, so my parody this week is called Half a Mile a Day. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's just about getting your steps in. Okay. I think that's good. I think that's good. You're, we're off to a good start, I think. All right. It doesn't sound crazy. It doesn't sound stupid. Do you want to sing? You could sing the ooh-oohs before I get to the chorus. Okay. Okay. For my birthday, my ma got me a Fitbit. She says I'm lazy and this is going to fix it. I should be walking 10,000 steps, they say. But exercise turns me into a grouch. So I'm going to stay right here on my couch. Oh, I'll be lucky if I walk half a mile a day. I walk half a mile a day. That's just 1,000 steps a day. Yeah, it's just a half a mile a day. Hey now. All right. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Well, you know, it's, it's the I I wasn't hearing the uh, the song the the melody to it as it's much. It's really hard. Yeah, I, I think I uh, it's hard to get it. Oh, listen, I don't know how you do it on a weekly basis. I've mentioned this before. I don't know how you keep it in your head without listening to it before. And like I told folks, there's no editing involved. He's just doing it. He's not like, wait, let me listen to the song first and do it. He just goes into it. It's very fascinating. Well, thank you. At least I got to do the ooh ooh ooh. So thank you. I love participating. You know, I try to do it in one take. And you know who else recorded uh, one of his biggest hits in one take? Frank Sinatra. Yes, My Way was done in one take in the studio. Yeah, he, I mean, this, this guy was such an asshole. He, it, it was only done in one take because he's like, now nah, we're done. I got to get it back to the tables. Yeah, he totally crustied it. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's what Krusty, <laughs> I think, Krusty doing that is based on the stories they tell about Sinatra being a complete jerk off. Uh, they, uh, there's a story by Michael Riedel who uh, is the theater critic for the New York Post, and he was talking about the I Love New York campaign, how they're trying to get people to come back to New York and see Broadway again. And they're talking about the 70s when this happened with the blackout and all the nonsense, and they're trying to get people back into the theaters. The I Love New York campaign, and they're like, they asked Frank Sinatra to come in. Would you mind coming in and be surrounded by the cast of Cats? Which he <laughs> is. You can find it online. And he comes in. For a second, he goes, yeah, I'll come in. He comes in with his limo, comes in, says the line, just like Krusty in The Simpsons, and then goes back and is there. We got it. We got it. Don't worry about it. He was a complete asshole, but. I bet bet he was like, if one of you freaks touches me, you're going to have eight lives. (laughs) Well, he probably was, but the fact of the matter is having Frank Sinatra in a commercial for I Love New York actually really helped 
a lot as much as his uh, his difficulty to work for. Uh, it was a great campaign and it really worked. And they're saying that the campaign they have now to get people back isn't working. They got to get Frank Sinatra Jr. on the case. He's dead. Did he die? Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. All right, Frank Sinatra the <laughs> third. Well, we can get Nancy. She's still kicking. Yeah, she's still around. Well, folks, that was half a mile away. If you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single song. Follow us on social media at BillyJoelA2Z and give us some feedback. Do you hear the disco influences in this song? Do you have a half a mile away story? And does it involve Charlie Sheen? Do you know any other album covers that are half a mile from 52nd Street? And do you agree with Dave that this is an all-time Billy Joel classic? Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Woo-hoo-hoo!